Cause I can't fit the bill Three jobs, two paychecks Damn, the opportunity is great Would be better if I was being paid Welcome back guys, season four of the Dreamer Podcast I'd love to introduce my new co-host My boy Emmett Reed What's up bro? Hey, that's me <laughs> Season four, episode one, baby Let's go Yeah, we're changing it up We're making this uh, dual team podcast It's gonna be a lot of fun I mean, it's about to get a lot of serious with this topic, but we'll keep it entertaining, I feel. It's pretty good. All right, so you want to start or I want to start? Who wants it? You want to tackle this first? Um, are we going with that first question, the, first question. the alien one? Yeah. So All the right. question is, guys, if you were coming down to Earth as an alien, what would you see? And then contradict that by the way you view the world now and see if your opinions differ. So oh, yeah. go ahead. Well... I think I actually thought about this like a week ago. If I was an alien, me and my friends were talking about it, and I was like, "Dude, why would they even? Why would they even worry about us? <laughs> They'd fly over and just be like, just end the experiment.' Come on! <laughs> like I thought, y'all were gonna have this like advanced together society. Like <laughs> they're just gonna go right past this thing. I want no problems. Bro. They're gonna end the experiment, to bro. They're gonna end all <laughs> experiment." They're like, you guys are failures. I, I can't stay here. You don't know what you're doing. And they're just going to, I think they would just fly by us. If I was an alien, I, I would not make a pit stop. An alien looking at Earth is like if you're driving through Nashville and there's like an alleyway and it's like really dark and you see one guy, you just keep going. That's what an alien Avoid the situation. Like. Avoid the situation. <laughs> that's, that's an alien looking at Earth. Bro, I... I'm not going to lie. I love Earth, most particularly the United States, and I'd love to stay here. But I don't know. I do get mad when people criticize the United States and the world as a whole. Because I'm like, bro, we've, we've come from a lot. We've done, like, a lot of progress. Like, there was only 20 years ago there was slavery, and now we, we do have it, depending on. Did you say 20 years ago? 200. It's more <laughs> Okay. Um, a little less than 200 actually weirdly uh yeah. so for the progress we've made to now like it took us like thousands of years to realize that slavery was a bad thing and then eliminate it and in that under 200 years we've somehow come to the point where for the most part there are a lot of people would argue that the rights are all equal so like just like we brag about like technology we could do the mm -hmm. same thing and brag about like our rights like we have escalated the the rate of how good we have it by like amazing percentages i just feel like we don't give ourselves enough credit is that too is that too am i being naive bro am i being naive um i think i think whenever it comes to rights on paper a lot of them are equal and a lot of them are, are aligned with each other but that's only on paper it's kind of like if you had a teacher come in the classroom and she writes down like no chewing gum in my class like, yeah, it says you can't do it, but, like, people are still going to do it. So, you know, they, they did a lot of things to make people feel less oppressed, but they did not do a lot of things to change the mindset and to elevate people's expectations of each other. And um, so that's why today I think there's still a big, um, a large group of minorities and whatnot that feel oppressed because, yeah, we did put laws in place and we we wrote things in on the constitution we made amendments but um ultimately while while we had all these people paper pushing we had nobody really 
pushing people to just go forward in their thinking. So now there's a whole like two generations before us that are still holding on to that same feeling of like white supremacy and um, stuff like that. And the whole like Christian tradition, uh, that's a big thing that I saw. I was reading about it today and that being an issue where, um, you know, whether it be skin color, sexuality, uh, whatever, you're still being oppressed because there's these people from like the 60s that are like, well, no, this is what it was like when I was a kid. And we're like, okay, well, like, look here, grandpa. It's like 80 years ago. So do you think that, so do you think it's necessary, okay, this is going to sound weird, but you know what ageism is, where you like discriminate against like older people? Yeah. So Okay, boomer. Yeah, like that type yeah, of, yeah. yeah, the whole Karen thing. First of all, I mean, we can argue that's a little immoral by itself, but is it necessary for us to reach our goals of, you know, capturing this non-racist world ideology? Well, what, like what do you mean in that? So, okay, depending on if you believe that equality can exist truly one day, we're, we can have that discussion later or another podcast. But mm -hmm. is it necessary for us to push out older ideas along with those older ideas, older people who don't change their ideas for us to have the new Ooh. society that we all crave and want? You know what I mean? So, so I think... Um... As harsh as this sounds, a lot of people are a lot of people our age think this, and they're kind of like, "Well, you're finna die." <laughs> like, so there's not a whole lot of people worried about uh, the older generation's ideals. But um, I I hate it for them, but like also, you know, you're kind of asking me like, should we push out their ideas while they are actively trying to push out our ideas, and while our ideas are are rooted in like love and caring and just wanting everybody to be on the same playing ground and their ideas are rooted in like I'm better than you so um I think 100% if if what we need to do is push out their ideas and ostracize them to a point like we gave them what it's 2020 things started getting better like late 90s is the first time like a big um what's it called, anti-police movement started happening with the LA riots and whatnot. So we gave them at least like 25 years to kind of be like, oh, okay. Like, I see that racism is still a huge issue and I'm going to do something about it. And if you can't fix it in 25 years, then I'm sorry, but like, I don't have any more time for you. You're, you're done. Okay, here's where I'm at with it. Older people got to go. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. The problem is, where are they going to go? You can't just slaughter a bunch of old people. You can't kick them out. Like, we can't just make old people disappear. <laughs> but, 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 we got to change our standards from what we believe is, like, a leader. Just in general, a leader. We can't keep looking at, uh, what's, a, what's a generic? Jack Williams. And then, like, Jack Williams, 190 pounds, big dude, little buzz cut. We can't keep looking at that as like this symbol of leadership, like this strong figure. Yeah. Or like stereotypical masculine oriented be way of behavior. So like you, you don't embra embrace you know, feminine things about yourself. And if we change those things, once we America sees like a leader who embraces, like that's why people blame Trump because it's like, 
if you had taken COVID seriously, a lot of more people had taken COVID seriously. Like your influence, yeah. not really about the policy, your influence. So we need to influence people to see themselves more as leaders and not as contemporary workers trying to grind to their dream. Like it's okay to dream of a job. It's okay to dream mm -hmm. of any sat way to make a salary. But you should also, there also, there should be a portion of the population that says, I dream to make this salary and then to push the way I made the salary and the way I got there, the, 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 the journey I took, I didn't cut any corners. I didn't, you know, I didn't unmasculine myself or defeminize or any of that stuff. Just, I was true to my being and I still mm -hmm. made it. I didn't have to compromise for a corporation or stuff like that. And when you see when you see more leaders who are diversified along their ways of thinking, not color, not like affirmative action type stuff. That stuff that's racist yeah. stuff. Then we can start, you know, influencing kids to be themselves and start telling them in second grade, "Hey, bro, you can wear pink. It's okay. It's cool. Like you can wear pink." Right. So that's where I'm at, and it's not it's not against the old people, but your thinking sucks. A lot of, a lot of their thinking sucks. And that right. sounds just as fuck. And I don't want to sound ageist. I really don't because that that is a form of discrimination. But no, I um, I want to ask you. I, I brought up Trump. Oh, are you saying something? Go ahead. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I was about to say um, real quick with that. Just like the so we we obviously do need a new symbolism for like what a leader is. You know, the the white guy with the buzz cut. That's got to go. Let's, <laughs> let's we're done with him. He's in the past, um, but I know there are there are certain like groups that that push new leadership things. But it's always there's always going to be an issue of somebody thinking there's another agenda being pushed because it's not what they're used to seeing. You want to just skip to the Trump question? <laughs> yeah, we can we, we can Bro, skip. Who to the wins Trump the question. election this year? I want your honest opinion. Okay, my honest opinion. Okay, this is gonna hurt people. Um, Probably Kanye West. What? <laughs> no. Uh, it's it's realistically it's gonna be Donald Trump and um and I hate to break it to people, but like we had Donald Trump and Biden. Trash. Bad day. Both both garbage. At the beginning of the election, election, we had some great Democratic candidates. One of them being Andrew Yang. I'm a Whoa. huge, huge fan. Yes. And um, now a lot of his beliefs are being implemented with COVID relief. Low key. We Low -key. needed him, and uh, we got stuck with Biden and Trump. And like, I hate, I hate to be like this, but I think Biden really got the the nominee because he is um piggybacking off of obama really Literally, i agree i totally fucking agree bro i don't think and, um, he has any credibility besides Ob obama's invitation basically and then donald trump i mean as a republican candidate he had no competition like he he is perfect for the conservative ideals and the agenda they push so no matter what donald trump would have got the the uh, Republican nominee. And then Kanye West came in and everybody was thinking maybe Kanye's got it together. Maybe Kanye's back in. And he completely blew it at his first rally. Bro, it was more than blew it. Like, okay, I know when he blows something, when my mom calls me and says, did you hear about Kanye West? And my mom has right. never brought up Kanye West in her life before. 
and he was like, is he okay? Like, this man, what was he saying? Something about Harriet Tubman and his kid and abortion and his yeah. wife. and Yeah. What happened to policy? Like, yeah. what about policy, bro? <laughs> he, he admittedly said he was like, I don't know much about taxes, but, like, I'm figuring it out. <laughs> like, like, what are you doing, Kanye? What are you doing? Well, I saw a video saying that he was just there to steal votes away from the Democratic Party and ensure Trump's victory. Which I don't know is true, but, but. If it's true, it worked. Because now there's going to be a bunch of joke voters. They're going to be like, I'm going to vote for Kanye 2020. And then there's going to be a bunch of people who are like, okay, well, Biden's really trash, but like, at least this aligns more with my ideas than Donald Trump. So then they're going to vote for him. But then some people are going to be like, well, Biden's trash and Kanye kind of supports the same thing. And they're going to vote for him. And then everybody who's Republican is like Trump. Like, that's it. Oh, I'm still debating on who to vote for. Like, I don't yeah. know. Like, I, I, okay. He, I don't, okay, first of all, let me address this. I don't like that people give you this binary option of pick Trump and you're racist. Don't pick Trump and you're a good person. Fuck you. Like, that's what I was like. <laughs> who are you to identify a racist view? Like, what? How can you claim I'm racist like what makes you so all-knowing and so encompassing over all the knowledge that surrounds right this abstract thing that is racism that is a combination right. of like fear and ignorance and just a bunch of things like so many where you grow up it's a whole bunch of factors that have nothing to do with your low life opinion and so I, I don't like that but to or Joe Biden doesn't know where he's at half the time. Joe Biden is not alive. <laughs> Joe Biden is old. And like Donald Trump is old, but he's old and dumb. And Donald Trump knows how to make a good economy. Th there we go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what Joe Biden is, bro? You know what Joe Biden is, bro? <laughs> this man. When he said that. And I was like, are you serious? This man. What what was the exact quote? Like you're not black, yeah. vote for Trump. So so the exact quote um, in the interview was he said, "If you vote for Donald Trump, you ain't black." You he said, "If you vote for Donald Trump, you ain't black." Now look, I, I saw a lot of things about black sense and how that's racist, and like you can use words that were created through black people and whatnot, but don't use a black scent. and that's exactly what Joe Biden did. That's exactly why was he even talking to Charlemagne? Why? You're a political candidate, not a rapper, not an influencer. Was he on the Breakfast Club with DJ? I think he was I think he was on the Breakfast Club, I'm pretty sure. The Breakfast Club is for like low-key people who speak their mind. Joe Biden should not be speaking his mind. He doesn't have much mind to speak. But getting off just making fun of him, there's there's not really a good option. So when you tell no. me that, I'm racist for going with Trump, even though Biden was opposed to gay marriage and opposed, like this is all racist. He's just changed for the sake of politicalness, which is yeah. good. That's what you're supposed to do, honestly. Being political, people got to separate being political and having your own opinions. Like there's two different yeah. things. You're political for the people, your opinions are for yourself, and no one, it's no one's damn business. So, right. I. I'm more leaning towards Trump. Trump wants to leave the Middle East. Trump wants to take the troops back. I don't like all the spending he does in the military. 
but shit could be a lot worse. And I, I actually, I would like Andrew. Andrew Yang would have been my president. I loved him. The thousand dollars a month universal health care. He, ca- he called it capitalism, except not starting at zero. And I was like, bro, that's genius. It's like, why but can't we do that? But my so thing is. I'm 52% going to Trump. I say that. Con- Kanye jumped into this election really last minute. And I'm like, man, is there any way y'all could just like break the rules and be like, Andrew Yang. We we need you. We come <laughs> come back, baby. So um, he was good. They limited his talk time too, low key though. Yeah, yeah, it was it was terrible. But whatever. In twenty twenty four, Yang is definitely getting the vote for me. If he Bro, runs again, he should run again because in twenty twenty four, no matter who has the presidency, like no matter who has it, picking up the economy from Corona, and if we're talking about the economy itself, Trump is a better one to do that. Um. Plus, the social justice tensions that we're going to get into at the end of this podcast. Biden is not one to solve any social justice tension, and Trump is one to make it worse. So either way, yeah. we're going to be like this, at odds. Yeah. But you put Andrew Yang in there, who, who's going to be mad with Andrew? You see that smile? You see that? <laughs> He's Bro, a great guy. I, I really want Andrew Yang. This man, he, yeah. the way he talked, I saw him on like CNN, I seen an interview with Oh, who's the black dude, the bald guy with the glasses? He he runs his own show. I forgot his name. But I saw I saw a snip of that interview. Did you? Do I watch? Yeah, I saw a snip. And literally, I I couldn't like I'm not one to I couldn't study who could be a better president. But as far right. as like, watching a guy and saying like I want him to lead our country, oh yeah, I don't mind that. Like I he's just less divisive, more right. He's more into the numbers of the ec- like the economic structure. Like the, so he says things like, I'm going to give you $1,000 a month to help you pay this because most people are running low and making 40 grand a year, which only equals to about $3,000 a month. So he's like mathematically breaking down people's budget to a point where if you are still struggling, then it, it calls for a little self-accountability. So we still have a yeah. little conservative ideals in there because I'm a little conservative too. I like the ideas of hard work, small government, stuff like that. Actually, small government is, I think it's a liberal thing. But what is small government? That's liberal or conservative? Small government. Um, shoot, I'm trying to remember. I can't. Dude, uh, I was talking to my friend about this. Bro, I'm going to remember this. I'm, I'm trying to remember because one of them is um, small federal government and the states have more powers. It's conservative. And the other one it's definitely is. conservative. I, I try to think of it on a on a way of slavery because I'm like, which one would have been like the states can choose if they have slaves, and which one would have been like, no, this is a horrible idea. Let's just make it illegal. And I think liberals are more on that. This is really really bad, and conservatives are more on that. I really like this, but I don't want to say it. Bro, I feel like it's all politics now. Like you really like something, you can't say it. You really believe something, which is sad. Like, shout out to Twitter for messing up our fri- uh, freedom to speak something. Oh, Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Cancel culture. Government. Yeah, small government. Uh, conservative. So, sorry, audience. But the point is, if you talk about a guy who mixes accountability with the facts that people are struggling, Andrew Yang did it the best. Camilla oh, Harris, yeah. shut up. Marco Rubio, I don't ever want to see Marco Rubio's face again. I'm tired of his face, bro. He keeps coming. And Ted Cruz, oh, just leave, leave, leave. Ted Cruz. Andrew Yang. Yang gang. Keep it there. Was, you got was Ben Carson in the running this year? 
I don't remember I if I saw him or not. I, I didn't think, think so. I feel like he would have been a really strong candidate because he had a big support system in 2016. Oh, I thought he had a chance of winning because I watched his movie, so I already knew him beforehand. Like the uh, yeah, uh, called. it's about it's about him growing up as a brain surgeon. Free gifted hands, gold gifted holding hands. We're looking up something again. Ben Carson movie. But um, but yeah, I I would have thought if Ben Carson ran this year, I I think he would have got the nominee over Biden. If I'm being realistic. Well, he's a conservative, so he would have to change parties. And Oh, shoot. I didn't know he was conservative. Oh, yeah. He was, like, opposed to gay marriage for the longest. If he has changed y'all, it. Y'all got me. It was a few I failed you. Seriously. Podcast number one. I already messed oh, it bro, up. We're chilling. Like, honestly, we need to be able to speak our minds as 19-year-old kids trying to figure mm-hmm. out what the hell this life is. By the way, the movie was Gifted Hands. Gifted Hands. I'll look that up and uh, see see about him. Yeah, his mom made him made him read a book every week starting at like fourth or third grade. Like chapter. Oh my gosh. And like in the eighth grade, they're in the part of the movie, he got like the best student award or something. And over this white kid and the teacher and the mom got mad and they walked out of the auditorium. And I was like, middle figure to y'all, fuck you. Like Dude, that's crazy, crazy that he was reading that much because now I watch movies like this with Will Ferrell. <laughs> and i'm like why was he smarter than me in fourth grade and well, i'm a college student out there america's got talent had this kid 11 year old adrian this man was a senior in high school at 11 years old really like you suck bro you suck that's that's trash yeah bro like anybody can do that right easy stuff so so I know you were you were saying that you're leaning more towards Trump. I've got a question real quick. What's up? Um, would you consider yourself more more conservative or more liberal on a political? More bro. I, really? Okay, I don't want to hop on like I don't want to tail in on somebody's ass. But if you were to look at Joe Rogan, I'm pretty in line where Joe Rogan is. I okay. barely disagree with where Joe Rogan comes from. Like I have liberal ideals of, dude. Like first of all, like my friend, me and my friend were talking about this the other day. The whole marriage thing, like gay marriage, dude. It's not that I don't believe in gay marriage. I don't even believe in marriage. Like, what the hell is this government counting our marriage? Like, what are you doing? So, anybody should be able to marry anyone. You should be able to do whatever the hell you want. You can marry your damn dog, marry yourself. I don't care. But when we start talking about the constant complaining of, I have this going wrong. I have that going wrong. I have that going wrong. And when you look at it politically, you get sympathetic. But me and you both know people who are broke, but yet still spend their money stupidly and still don't know how to work and don't know how to uh, say, okay, I don't want to smoke weed this week. Or like, they don't know these right. accountability tools. I have sympathy for the fact that you don't know that. Not, dude, if you're broke, I can tell you why you're broke, but I can't really, and I can help you not be, help you build better skills to not be broke. But I can't help the way you grew up. I can't help the situation you were in. That's where my sympathy comes from. And that's where, like, I get liberalized. But conservative, I am I would lean more conservative just because being a liberal today means that you're a social justice warrior that screams at on Twitter. and Ooh. Bro, it's so bad. Am I just making it up? Like, it's so, like, being a liberal today, you literally j- just – just agree with the crowd, scream it a bit louder, you got it. Like, whatever whatever the mainstream idea, just scream it a little bit louder, and you got it. And, See, yeah, go ahead. I don't know. 
it's just coming coming from a a Christian university at Trevecca. It was interesting see, so, seeing so many mixes of I- ideologies and whatnot because um, a bunch of young people are liberals. So you throw them on a college campus, but then it's a Christian university. So you got a bunch of conservative people because most Christians are and just seeing how they mixed. And um, I came to the decision that um, I'm a Christian and like I believe in God, but I also believe in minding my own business. So like a lot of people don't get this, but like I'm not. I'm not pro-abortion per se, but I am pro if you want to get an abortion, that is your choice. There's a difference. Yeah, I'm I would never go get one. But yeah. I'm not someone to tell you that you can't get one, for instance. Um, whenever it comes to gay marriage, a lot of people argue about the Bible and all that. And I'm like, okay, so like if you're so Christian and like you love God and all that, and you know you're going to heaven apparently, why are you so worried about them? Because they don't affect your your walk, your whatever. Like Girl. that doesn't matter. So um, so I I lean more towards liberal ideals because I believe they give people more freedom um to do what they want to do. But I'm definitely I'm also just like in the middle with it because um, I like I like how conservatives handle money. I like the idea of like working to get to where you want to be and all that. And um, and liberals aren't as in line with that. Not saying liberal people are lazy or anything. That's just not something they really focus on as much, but conservatives do um, do try to handle people's at home business a lot more, and I don't. I just can't agree with that. So, um, so yeah. But I was always scared to to say like, oh, I I love God, I believe in God, but I'm also a liberal because then people you have like both sides coming at you. Then they're like, you can't be Christian and be a liberal, and they're like you can't be liberal and like believe in God. Like those just don't line up. And I'm like, nah, dog, like, I don't care what you do. <laughs> That's my whole point. It's first of all, faith is a per- personal thing. People don't understand that. And I don't know what to tell them. I don't know what to tell them. I really don't. But second, here's, okay. I'm gonna lay this idea on you and then we'll get to the uh, Black Lives Matter movement and all that stuff. Actually, I don't know how long this podcast is, but how long has it been? But, um, okay. For me, first generation here, I don't have, I don't really identify with anyone other than my parents. Like I identify overseas, but that's just because I think about the fact that one generation away, I would have been, I would have been born somewhere else. That's crazy to me. But there seems in America to be an identification only at certain times where let's say black people all come together for this one thing. But then as soon as, after like the first day or two where like the mainstream idea will fall because different news sources will contribute to different ideas and different mainstream things. Mm -hmm. So from there we divide, but then still talk about each other like we are together. And what I'm saying is, I don't think that it's necessarily a bad thing that you don't identify with everyone in your race. First of all, race is made up. Man, race is fake. Like, I'm sorry. Like, we know this, but we don't know this. Like, I don't know. Race is fake. We're just colored. That's all we are. We're just colored in different. Me- what is melanin? What is it? It's just melanin levels in your. your yeah, skin I just don't understand why we feel the need to so I- identify with each other and fight for each other like, like we would on a regular basis if we're at the grocery store, 
dude, if you drop something there's and four people are there, only one person is going to help you pick it up. So why are you trying to fight for all four people? Like, I, you can't, I, I don't always assume that everyone around me is here to help me. And I think that's where my conservative side comes from, though, like just mm-hmm. this individual grit grind type thing. But a liberal point of view really does want, I mean, it makes you want to save the world. And sometimes that feels really, really good. Like at the protest, for me, example. Like for yeah, me, I was about to say. But you can't save the world. But at the same time, did you ever want to save the world? Or are you just sparked? Because once that spark goes, just like the media, we change narratives. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm at. And yeah, you go ahead and I'm segueing straight to the BLM movement. Because I, I want to talk on that really bad. Oh, I, I hear you. But you totally lost me when you said there's no such thing as race. Because like. Bro, race literally is the the skin color you are, so that there is race. I I get where you're I get where you're coming from though, and um, like why do we why do we put it on such a high pedestal? Like why do we make that such a big thing? Yeah, and um, and like really, you don't have anyone else to look at to blame for that uh, besides like white people because like white people are the kind of people like back hundreds and thousands of years ago where they were like eh, i think i want this part of the land and they're like why and they're like look at me wouldn't you and it's kind of like that that mindset um the first time that started is whenever it really got engraved into being a race thing because like you know people always talk about like in africa black people sold slaves to other black people and, and like i get that but that wasn't out of racism that was out of like economic status white people bought the slaves and then treated the slaves differently because they were white. And that created a mindset that made racism into what it is now, where there is like a a hierarchy that people want to create in their minds that this is where this race stands and this is where this race stands. So, um, so that's why, that's why I believe race is put on such a high pedestal and um, it's 100% just like white people fault because Back whenever, like, like if white people, white people did the whole slavery thing, the indentured servants, like the cute name for slavery in history, they had that back in uh, whenever they had like serfs and, and or serfs, something yeah, like that, and lords. Farm. That that was a form of slavery. Like, if you work for me, I will let you stay on my farm. They didn't call it that, but that's what that was. And then that happened in Africa, but. They sold people and that happened in Asia and they sold people and then white people like if you really look at it no other place was like oh I'm African so I think I'm better than all these Europeans so I'm gonna go buy these people and I'm also gonna conquer everywhere on the earth because like I don't have anything else better to do today but that's exactly what uh, Europeans did and then they brought that over to America and instead of having the mindset of like, these are slaves, they had the mindset of, Oh, you're black. So like, you're not, you're nothing. And then the whole like three fifths compromise, the yada, yada, like a whole bunch of things. But, um, so I think race was put on a high pedestal, um, whenever they stopped looking at slaves as something that like was an economic status uh, and which that's not right. I don't agree with that. But when they stopped looking at it as, you you need somewhere to be i have more money than you so i'm gonna buy you when they stopped looking at it like that and looked at it as i'm white you're black so i'm better 
And if you try to do anything, I got about 50 other white people that are going to kill you. When they started looking at it like that, um, it really, that's when the narrative changed to uh, a race hierarchy. And that's when race got put on the pedestal that was put on today. And it's just kind of trickled down because nobody ever did anything. I agree with you on the economic thing. Slavery is just a tool to make more money. Still goes on mm-hmm. today in Africa. Exploitate, like Africa holds the most resources in the world and yet is the poorest continent in the world. Does not make sense. Um, here's where I'm at with it. You were right during the uh, European times, around 1500, the Spanish Inquisition, they created the concept of slavery to justify the means of, I don't know, uh, capturing, taking, and basically infiltrating societies that weren't part of them. But just because something is invented philosophically doesn't mean that it has to carry over forever. Right. The fact that we can't say, like, why can't I just say I'm Moroccan? Like, why do I have to go in and say I have to find, first of all, I have to find I'm white. If I'm going by Middle Eastern, I have to say I'm white. I saw that Caucasian Middle East. I saw that on the application the other day. That blew my mind. It it's the dude when i say it doesn't mean anything it's not that it's meaningless i wouldn't say dude of course it's meaningful we have today's circumstances prove it's meaningful but there's a lot of things besides race little things that we believe just because people tell them to us just because we yeah. see them. and if we were truly trying to deconstruct inequality which for me is it's a hard thing to deconstruct something that isn't that is abstract yeah then you have to find some you have to try something that's different a different plan something weird it has to be like okay we'll try that and how about eliminating that eliminating race and just make ethnic group where you where you want to be identified from like i was watching this thing and i had a friend even tell me that like, microaggressions and i was like why do minorities get offended if you ask them where they're really from the quote where are you really from yeah. And I thought about it and he talked to me. I was like, yeah, you, you know, you're right, man. Because if I say I'm just from Tennessee and they give me that face, I know it's because that, that's not the answer they expected or kind of wanted. So we have to find the importance of race. And if we truly can't find the importance and we want to continue cultural appropriation, then we're always going to be separated along some line. So it's either we all blend in together or you will continue to be separated. Like, I, I love sports. But don't tell me the Lakers and Clippers <laughs> are going to get along. They, they No, often, <laughs> you know, but when they're on the court, like when we're in the midst of our lives, where we're at work, at school, whatever, when we're processing daily duties, we're not – I'm not over here trying to be friendly with anybody. Right. I'm not at work trying to get my, my coworker a raise. No, like, yeah. I'm not here for me. And that's what I that's what I really mean. And it sounds freaking racist, but honestly, the term racist has changed so much. You can be racist for anything nowadays. It's hilarious. So that's really where I'm at. I hope that makes sense. It's just we have to find something else that holds importance because we can't argue out of two sides of our mouth that we should love our race, but then equality. But then how, like, what is this equality thing? Like, how are we jumping between the hoops of a lens of being a black person, the lens of being a white person? 
it's an impossible task. And that's why it's so chaotic. Like how are we, it's impossible to ask someone, hey, see the world through a black person's eyes. How about you see the world through a human's eye? Like, and realize that different circumstances of poverty and different, like you can grow up yeah. poor in any race. If I grew up in Compton and I was Arab, I promise you I'd be broke probably too. I'd probably not have yeah. education. I'd probably not be, uh, have not good guidance. Like these are situational problems. That's all I have to say. I, I mean, that that's really where I'm at. Yeah, I, I get that 100%. I feel you. So you want to move into the Black Lives Matter movement? Yeah, we can. Okay, we're going to make this short. I'm just going to go real quick. Bro, what happened? What happened? George Floyd died. And then it was a it, there was a time period there where we could have done this, literally done this. We could have acted. We could have done real things like, hey, increase the police training. Hey, increase your screening for who can get a job as police. Hey, increase the length of the police academy. Hey, just like the Navy SEALs go on six month training missions for one deployment overseas, maybe the, maybe the police should do something similar to that. They're going in to low income areas with guns and violence. And they're going in with no emotional training. They go in with mm -hmm. PTSD, a lot of them. They don't know it. And these cops are already disadvantaged. These people are disadvantaged. So you're literally throwing in just bullshit into a pan and expecting to come mm -hmm. out with a souffle. And it literally makes me so mad because then we focused on defund the police, take over like some Chaz shit, even though Chaz was terrible. They defunded uh, New York and then crime rates went up. Like this, this idea that fixing police is an impossible task because it's, it's written on the, on the idea of the racist white man, bro. It might be for one, I'll give you 2%, 2% for all police is a lot of fucking policemen. So 2% is not a little bit. Yeah. So just say 2% 2 police and don't tell me that there can't be a bad doctor. I can take you to one. Come live with me. I got a bad doctor for you. So 2% of police are bad. Let's fix the 98% then. And then the 2% will continue to stick out more and more. I'm tired of seeing 400 pound policemen walking around. I'm tired of seeing people who just sit in their fucking car for 10 yeah. hours with a fucking gun. And, and, and this is called protect and serve. Like, kiss my ass, bro. We can change protocol. We can change procedure. We can change so many things. But yet we took it to the streets and looted. It's like, eh. Yeah. I'm fully with the protest, though. Don't get me wrong. I was there. I love the protest. But no, I'm not destroying nothing. I didn't I didn't touch nothing. I didn't throw anything. I never touched. People were throwing water bottles. I don't even believe in that. You are there to protest. Send a message. <laughs> you throwing that water bottle, there's no little note in there that they're going to open up and read. Like, this is ridiculous. Right. So that's where I'm at, bro. And once you finish, we can go ahead and wrap this up because it's been a while. But take your time. Go ahead. Yeah, first podcast, and we're already knocking out an hour. That's that's pretty legit right there, though. Dude. And it, it's been real flowy, too. It hasn't. I'm glad. I feel like me and you could really make this shit work. I really do. Yeah. It's going to be uh, a fun ride, bro. But, um, but whenever I, I was looking into it, my first thought was, okay, let me look up, like, police academy. Let me look up what they're going through, the training, et cetera, et cetera. And um, I learned that to teach, to, to teach 
elementary school an easy easy thing to teach really like not no disrespect to the teachers but like whenever it comes to curriculum and whatnot in comparison to every other school you're ever going to get in your life first grade is a lot easier than college junior <laughs> like yeah big difference uh and i i still needed more on the job training in hours than police did to That's teach a kid yeah to teach children you need more training than to hold a gun and uphold the laws interesting god damn yeah <laughs> so so if you look at it that way people people like doctors it so you know um when you look at police and doctors i put them on the same level of um like the the risk that they're taking because they both could end someone's life or save someone's life in an instance. Uh, and doctors have to go to school for X amount of years until they get their doctorate and really grind. And like, they have those late, like 24 hour work days that they're just on top of. And then police have like this measly police academy that they go to. They don't even, they don't even need a college degree. They just need like a diploma. And you're telling me, you're telling me that this guy who could literally just blow my brains out at any given moment doesn't doesn't have to go to any sort of school, like at least put them through law school. Like they might not need to take the bar exam to become a lawyer, mm-hmm. but at least put them through some school to teach them laws, like put them through some mental screening and testing. Like I've seen things where they do the, the scans on people's brains when they're showed images. And certain parts of your brain will flare up, um, and that that can be an indicator of racism or like sociopathic tendencies and stuff like that. Put them through that. Go through deeper screening and testing to make sure these guys aren't insane, and do have my best intentions in mind whenever they're pulling me over. Like, I just think I think it's ridiculous that we even we even start a police force with such little schooling like that should have never this the the lack of education and the lack of training for police should have never been an issue because it should have been started out at a higher standard than what we kept it and um and people are like well you know there's always going to be good and bad cops and there's always a bad apple on the tree and i'm like yeah but that bad apple doesn't blow a hole in somebody else like you this is the one job where you cannot be a bad apple there's no exceptions in this job unless like you arrest somebody and they get out 30 minutes later and you're like oh my bad like that is that is about it like george floyd ridiculous that should have never happened brianna taylor ridiculous and then her boyfriend went to jail for shooting at some the cops who came into his house no, he should have never been detained. He should have never been arrested. Another cop, another group of police should have showed up to the site, a private investigator, whatever, and he should have been taken to the station and questioned and then sent back home. Those cops that busted in the wrong house and willingly, knowingly killed somebody else with that intention. They went into that house with the intention to draw their weapons. Yeah, they should have been detained. They should have been arrested, no questions about it. And then they should have had a fair trial. But instead, he was arrested for murder, 
and the other cop that killed Breonna Taylor was just kind of like, oh, well, I'm let's put him on leave for a minute and then, like, give him a fair let, – let's hear him out. Like, no, no, that's not fair. Like, literally. Because, all right, Breonna Taylor and her boyfriend probably don't have the money to back up with lawyer after lawyer and private investigators. Right. Police, they don't either. But you know what they got? They got police unions. Every police department is part of a police union. You're backed up by hundreds of people. And they are going to supply mm-hmm. you with, hey, you need a resource? There you go. There you go. They have each other's back. So they've systematically built a system that, in a way, does protect each other, which they need to do. That's same like doctors have a liability clause, and sh- like, you know, just in case. But that's what we need to focus on. The fact that the police unions have that much power. Like, right. not had nothing to do with the individual killing. Like, if you think George Floyd doesn't happen at least once a week, but with no video. Right. Like, you're crazy. I hope that George Floyd didn't just, oh, my God, there's racism. Bitch, there's been, like... You should have known. Yeah, you should have known. You'd be ignorant. You'd be ignorant to act like yeah, it, should it have wasn't sparked there. Rage. It should not have sparked rage in you, like, this, like, whole, like, this epiphany type thing. No, you should know that it happens. Like, this is the same country that put a, a black little uh, child that they got from Africa, Otto, Otto Binga, in a zoo. The Smithsonian Ooh. in Brooklyn, New York. Go look it up. Like they put like this is the same country. <clears throat> None of this should surprise you, but when things don't surprise you, you can like take a minute, calm down, and develop a real plan. And when we look at our options, what's a better option than just deconstructing and fixing, amending things that are already there? Because we cannot act right. like this country is a piece of shit, bro. There's a reason all these minorities come here. There's a reason refugees flock to come to America. There's a reason why Trump needed to build a wall. Like, I don't know. Whoa, I don't know. That was a, that was a, that was a little bit out of pocket. He he needed to build a wall. Like, (laughs) I don't think he needed the wall. But for me, if you're going to come here, you're going to find a way regardless. But that's another podcast, another day. But the fact that Trump thinks to himself, I need to build a wall. This country's fucking amazing. So we don't yeah. need to like act like and trash on it and say it's built on lies. Go find me a country that's not built on lies. I might I it's just ridiculous. Like there's a part of it we just gotta be grateful for, for half a second and then we can move on and be productive. But just the basis of it. So that for me, I'm trying to uphold the values and the the will of my parents to come here and I I know how much they fought to be here and trying to be progressive and current. So when I weigh the two out, I'm like, okay, obviously there's stuff that needs help and fixing, but what doesn't in this life? Mm-hmm. But to tear it down, what? I don't know. I don't like it. No, I just can't vibe with it. By the way, that wall is like kind of long now, if you, have, if you looked at it. It's kind of yeah. long, like it's kind of, <laughs> This man actually did that. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Damn. But that was I'm at, man. Like it's just more accountability. Keep the same complaints, but we just gotta change the way we complain. It's mm-hmm. just it's different. It's like I called my mom yesterday complaining about some stuff. She literally told me to shut up after like 30 minutes. She's like, all right, bro, you've had enough. 30 minutes. Relax. And it, 
it sounds insensitive to tell people that that when they feel they've been discriminated against that you need to shut up because who would who would say that but i hate to reference ben shapiro on this because he's known as a racist but at one point you have to Ugh. be accountable i'm eventually hypothetically Hypothetically speaking, uh, for the sake of the argument, uh, let's say I am actually a young Indian man coming here for my first time uh, into uh, newly founded America. <laughs> yeah, ben Shapiro, this man, like if you want to talk about discrimination, this man gets discriminated against a lot. He's like five foot five. He's an Orthodox Jew. This man during Sabbath doesn't use electricity until nightfall. Like he goes, like he is a hardcore religious man, family man. But he's still seen as terrible. Joe Rogan gets called a racist when he invites conservatives on. Like, I hate the whole, I really hate, like, you can't have a conversation with someone who opposes your opinion. It really doesn't make sense, man. Imagine like, if we got on one of their podcasts one day. Bro, Joe Rogan, bro, I'd shit myself. Dude, that would be, that'd be legit. If anybody, if anybody's listening to this, <laughs> thinks we have good ideas or, or have a pretty good head on the <laughs> Oh, if like, you know Joe Rogan, please send send any of uh, the past videos, any of this to him, and um, and see what you can do to get us out there because that'd be that'd be legit. All right, guys, appreciate you t- tuning in. That was season four, episode one. New co-host Ooh. Emmett Reed. Yes, sir. Appreciate you, Emmett. I'll see old you. old host Motentawi. Yeah. Good shit, Bubba. I you, bro. Love you. Yeah, love you, man. I got enough talent to light up Chicago. Huh. I might move tomorrow. Pack bags.